This is Human to Human, and I'm your host, Caitlin Walker. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode eight. It is so nice to be back with you. It has been a hot minute, um, and I'm grateful to be back with you all. And today, um, so the last few weeks, I've tucked in a bit more with changes in our world and intensity coming up and really just took the time to pause and sit back um, a bit. And one of the things that I noticed over the last few weeks in multiple circles and different circumstances in my life was this, this importance, this need for active listening and mindful communication. And had multiple conversations in different spheres with people who were talking about how to have hard conversations. And so today I want to talk with you and share with you a bit about mindful communication and active listening and how to have hard conversations. And this is so pivotal right now in our world as, as our world is breaking open and we are being, uh, our feet are being put to the fire to have important hard conversations that are really uncomfortable for many of us. And it's no longer enough to continue as is, but we're being called to step forward and to stay present in a new way in, in how can we listen to one another and foster connection and trust to be able to move forward. Because what we, what we know and science shows us is that human beings are designed for connection. We're designed to be in relationship with one another, that we feel seen and heard in our social interactions, so much so that we actually have cells in our, in our bodies called mirror neurons. And we will subconsciously attune to and mirror one another emotionally and physically just by being in proximity to one another. And so how can we honor the fact that we are designed to be in connection with one another and also honor the, the unearthing and hard conversations that are needing to happen in our world? And one way that we can do that, one way we could help that process is through active listening and mindful communication. And so what is active listening? It is, it is a process and a practice of building connection, understanding, and trust with one another. It's a process that fosters collaboration and it necessitates being present. And there are certain skills that are associated with active listening and I'll share some with you. And let's not get too bogged down on steps one through 10 on how to do it and just get the gist and choose to show up and practice it because that's really where the most bang for your buck is going to be. That it's not about perfection, that it's about the, the process. Yeah, and it is active. It does take practice. It does feel uncomfortable and it's supposed to. That's how you know you're starting to do it, quote, right. And so rather than having the intention for a conversation be a platform for sharing or projecting your opinion, think of active listening as 
that you are a sounding board receiving information from someone else. And I read some statistic that we only remember 25 to 50% of what we hear um, in conversation. And I, I think it's probably lower, it's probably closer to 25%. And I didn't read the studies because I don't really care. It was just informative. And basically, what we know from numerous studies is that we only take in a small amount of what we hear. And part of that is because we're not present. And we have so many filters and agendas that, that happen simultaneously. And right now, it seems really important that we show up differently, that we listen more actively to get that statistic higher because we are in high stakes here in terms of social justice, inequality, systems of racial oppression in this really important, uh, important election season. So how can we show up for one another and listen more and set us up for more success and collaboration moving forward? And I have a few ground rules that might be helpful for active listening. And you can think of them as um, bumper rails, so to speak. Um, if you imagine bowling and uh, when, when kids first learn to bowl or adults, or if you're like me and you, you need these all the time, I'm not a, a great bowler. Um, it's not my strong set, uh, skill set. That, so think of these, these uh, ground rules as the bumper rails that you put down when you learn to bowl. So it keeps the ball in, in, um, out of the gutter, so to speak, right? It keeps things a little more contained. So the first ground rule would be setting an intention for the conversation and setting your agenda aside. So before you even go into these conversations that might be charged, um, whether it's with a partner, a spouse, a board member, a family member, what is your intention for the conversation? What would you like to see at the other side or at the end result of this time together? Is it understanding? Is it a cohesive parental front? Is it um, redefined goals? Is it collaboration? What is your intention? really important for mindful communication, especially if there's any kind of charge or reactivity that might come along the way based on the subject matter. And it might take some time to reflect on what your intention is and let there be space to figure it out. And maybe you even um, you talk about it with the other person involved in the, the conversation and you have a shared intention. So that would be ground rule one, bumper rail one. Ground rule two, set a, a container for the conversation. So not just an intention, but the container. So set yourself up for success at the beginning. What time works well for you and the other person? Limit your distractions. What's the physical space? What's the physical container that's gonna bode well for you in this conversation? If it's already a little tricky and sticky from the get-go, then let's set up some parameters that make it a little more easeful. So maybe it's at the end of a workday. Maybe it's the beginning of the day before the workday when you're the freshest. 
Maybe it's being outside or in a separate location, separate from your kids, away from technology, phones set aside, right? Distractions minimized so that you can really show up best for yourself and the other person. Ground rule two, set the container. The third ground rule, which uh, in my experience, is one of the most important and most challenging when we have difficult conversations, and that's staying present. <laughs> staying within the window of tolerance. If you listen to my first couple episodes, that you, then you're familiar with why it's so important to be present and to stay within the window of tolerance, because when we're outside of that, we're in a place of survival, fight or flight, and we physically, physiologically can't actually hear because our body prioritizes survival and movement and fight, flight, freeze, shutdown, or attachment for survival. And we're actually not able to take in outside stimuli beyond that. And so those would be, I think I described them as, um, what was it, horizontal pong, right? So that would be the horizontal pong levels and additional bumpers. So setting intention for conversation, the container for conversation and staying present. And lastly, the fourth ground rule I would add in here to set yourself up for success at the get-go is to anchor in curiosity and compassion. Sustain judgment, check that out the door along with your agenda right, for, for getting your point across. Check that at the door too. You can pick it up on your way out. Good on you if you want to. And for the conversation, for mindful communication and active listening, anchor in curiosity and compassion for yourself and for the other person. And I love curiosity and compassion because it helps to just create space in itself. Judgment and criticism shuts things down and makes it tighter and smaller. But curiosity and compassion open things up. And so those would be the four ground rules, the four uh, bumper rails I would encourage to set up before even getting into a conversation. Setting the intention, setting the space and container, staying present, and anchoring in curiosity and compassion. If nothing else, try those on and see if it shifts things for you. See if it changes your ability of staying present in hard conversations. And in terms of skills, active listening skills, you can Google them. There's a bunch of them. Um, it could be as simple or as complicated as you make it or want it to be. But there are some helpful skills to name here around how to do active listening, how to be engaged in hard conversations. And the first one I'll offer, I'll offer seven. The first one is providing feedback along the way to the person speaking. 
and that's verbally and non-verbally. So verbal feedback, uh, keep it short and sweet, would be something like, uh-huh, I see, or hmm, right? Think of a therapist, right? There's all these memes and, and clips that poke fun at therapists, and rightfully so. But that's one thing that therapists tend to do, right? It shows that we are listening. Mm-hmm. Verbal feedback. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. And there's also ways of nonverbal feedback. Nodding ahead. Smiling. Leaning forward. Eyebrows raising. Right? It might seem silly to name it, but to make it really concrete, because I know there are some people that are like, how do I actually do this? I don't know. I wasn't taught. And if we're not taught how to actively listen, we don't know. We're not born with these skills. So it's not about judgments or shame or blame. It's just like, okay, wow. Maybe that would be helpful. I don't know how to do nonverbal. So I'm going to actively think about nodding my head and smiling and being engaged. So that would be the first skill is providing feedback. It helps the other person know that you're with them. Another skill is reflecting back to the listener what you hear them saying every so often. So paraphrase, right? Not parrot, but paraphrase. This is something that therapists often do as well. Sounds like blah, blah, blah. Or I'm hearing that this is blah, blah, blah. Right? So you're giving the short feedback along the way, and then you're also reflecting back what you're hearing. And it helps to check in with yourself too to see if you're actually tracking and hearing them right. You might add on the second question there. So I'm hearing you say that it seems like this is important to you, and I'm hearing you say blank. Is that right? And so it's keeping you engaged. It's active listening. It helps the other person to know that you're here with them and you're listening. Right, you're hearing them. A third skill in practice is asking open-ended or clarifying questions. So questions about what, how, who, great. Sentence stems like help me understand, blah, blah, blah. Super duper. Because it helps. And if you're confused, don't just sit in your confusion. That's not going to help you or the other person. Ask open-ended questions. That means not yes or no questions or questions that can be answered with one word. Those tend to, to shut down conversation rather than open them up. And so what blah, 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 or help me understand how blah, blah, blah. Great way of opening conversation. Questions about why? Um, check that out the door too, because why, why can come across as defensive or put people on their heels, which might not elicit what you're wanting out of the conversation. If you're wanting to actually stay present and work towards resolution in some way, open-ended questions. Yeah. In a, a skill that can be, the fourth skill I want to share that can be really hard for people and I think is like, uh, it's like gold for uh, fostering understanding and communication is allowing space and allowing pauses. I call this the magic of silence. 
and it can be really hard for people because people are uncomfortable with silence or we learn how to be uh, we learn to feel fidgety or uncomfortable in silence and so leave space space is magic it allows for reflection it allows for the conversation to go down in depth and so leave space don't just jump oh that was something that fell on my desk whoopsie don't just jump in with questions and responses, but leave space. Super, super important. Magic of silence. <laughs> and it might take practice, and maybe you practice five seconds of space, and maybe that grows to seven seconds of space, and that grows to 10 seconds of space. And if it's really uncomfortable for you and hard for you, you might explore what that's about not in that conversation because you'll be present and actively listening but at another time or beforehand yeah a fifth skill of active listening is use all your senses to take in what's being communicated so not just listening but also pay attention to someone's tone their facial expressions, their body posture, their gestures, all of that information that you can begin to notice is really important to getting a full understanding of what the person's communicating and why it might be important. So not just someone's words, but how they're sharing it. will help to increase understanding and foster connection and trust between you and that person. And that might help you to stay engaged more. If you're a person where it's like listening's hard and you, you tend to be active or you want to move, right? That could be one way of setting your mindset um, and your attention where it keeps you more engaged, not in a game way, but in a way of... Um, building on your strengths, right? So you're like tracking, I'm gonna notice their facial expressions, I'm gonna notice the tone as well as the words as I allow for space and ask open-ended questions and reflect back every so often what I'm hearing and do the feedback, the short feedback of the verbal uh-huh and non-verbal head nod along the way. And similar to reflecting back what you hear, summarize what you hear in, after longer segments, and especially at the end, right? And that helps not just the listener know that you're listening, I mean the speaker know that you're listening, but it helps you as a listener to know, did I get it? Did I, did I hear it right? So it sounds like you're saying blank, 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 blank. Is that right? And maybe you follow it up with one of my favorite questions. And is there another piece that's important here that I'm missing? That's an open-ended question that's gonna really help the speaker to feel that you're there and feel that you care and you're engaged, which goes a really long way when we're having hard conversations. And lastly, dare to feel. In the hard conversations, dare and choose to feel, 
to empathize with the other person. Don't check your emotions at the door. Manage them, stay present, and dare to feel. So it's not just a cognitive, heady exploration here, but it's head-to-head, heart-to-heart communication. It's mindful, it's present, it's engaged. So that the other person feels seen and heard. And that's really hard to do if we're not feeling ourselves. And so the skills of active listening, providing feedback, reflecting what you hear so often, asking open-ended questions, allowing space for pause and silence, using your senses to take in everything that's being communicated, not just in words, summarizing what you hear, and daring to feel. Those are all really important skills and practices of active listening. And it's not about perfection, it's about practice. And so if you take one of those, one of these skills, and maybe you practice one at a time. And so for one conversation, you're really going to practice asking open-ended questions rather than yes or no questions or peppering the interrogative questions. My first responders uh, <laughs> often will do this because we're trained to do that, right? Especially us cops, damn it. So maybe you take one, or maybe you write a list of these seven down and you have it as a post-it and you put it on the wall or you have it on the piece of paper in front of you and a partner or a family member or a friend as reminders for the conversation. It's not about doing it perfect. And it's not like we have a cheat sheet. (laughs) Who cares? Set yourself up for success. Have post-its. Make it explicit. I want to do this conversation better and differently. And so here are my list of seven skills that I want to practice while I'm listening to you. And if you feel like I'm not here with you, call pause and let me know how you are experiencing that. I'll review my list of seven, see where I might be like forgetting a piece, and then we can move forward. There's no reason to keep repeating what's no longer working. (laughs) If nothing else, that's the message of 2020 as shit is breaking open. We don't have to continue to do what no longer works. And in fact, we can no longer do that. It's too late now. We've moved beyond that. The blinders have been pulled off. And there's a rawness here that's requiring authenticity in showing up. Be uncomfortable. It's okay. You will not die. It's just uncomfortable. And I have a few other tips that might be helpful in the process here. Talking about mindful communication and active listening, (laughs) a few other things came to mind. 
And I had mentioned checking certain things at the door from the get-go, right? Setting your agenda to be heard aside if you're the one listening, right? Check it at the door. Check the judgment and criticism. Not helpful. You might also check the word should, but, always, and never at the door. Those words tend to shut things down. (laughs) So if you want to create space, openness, connection, and trust... (laughs) you might choose other words. And if they come up, if you notice that you use the word should or but, notice it, call it out and be like, okay, I'm going to push pause. I want to rewind back. I notice I use the word should, not what I want to do. Let me find another way of saying what I would like to say. So check it. Check yourself. (laughs) And the words always and never tend to be black or white, all or nothing, and they tend to shut things down. So in the reality of things always happening or never happening a certain way are really slim. So it tends to tighten things up or people tend to have reactions to those words. Just a tip. Second tip, use I statements. Focus on you and what is important to you, not the other person. And don't get hung up on what you don't want. Speak to what you do want. Because where our attention goes, energy flows, right? What neurons fire together, wire together. All of these are pointing to what we focus on will grow and solidify. So focus on you and what is important. I statements. A third tip for facilitating mindful communication and active listening is incorporating tools and resources to help you stay present. So that goes back to one of my ground rules in the beginning of staying present, right? Those bumper rails for the bowling. So if incorporate deep breaths, put your feet on the floor, Take your socks off and literally feel the earth and have a conversation outside if that helps you to stay grounded. Have a koosh ball or kinetic sand in your hands if you feel like, oh, I'm starting to get really fidgety and it's hard for me to stay present. Bring tools in. Maybe it's a hand over your heart and your belly if you start to feel activated to just help the nervous system calm down. Maybe it's holding a pillow over your stomach or a weighted blanket on your lap. If you know that you tend to get increased in either anger or anxiety in these hard conversations. Or maybe, like I mentioned earlier, it's having a list of (laughs) skills and ground rules to reference to during the conversation, right? Ways to help you stay present, which is going to help the other person to feel more heard as you can stay more present and facilitate a collaboration between the two of you or three of you or four of you, whomever is there. And the last tip I'll share around mindful communication here and active listening is take the time to transition into and out of these conversations. So before you go into the conversation, take a few minutes to do some deep breathing. 
take some few a few minutes to ground down to to revisit that intention of the conversation and then towards the end of the conversation in addition to summarizing right what you're hearing and, and making sure you've understood maybe take some time to talk about next steps or the so what right are there more conversations to have in the future are there new established parenting um, rules that you have come to or um, what are the takeaways from the conversation and you might also express gratitude to the other person and yourself for being able to hang in there perfectly imperfect in hard conversations and like high five like yeah we did it we had a hard conversation we didn't die wasn't perfect but we're learning we're practicing the more we learn and practice and have curiosity and compassion the easier things become the more fluid they become just like with any skill any sport any trade and you might even end those hard conversations grounding or taking a few deep breaths closing it down and then maybe before you go back to your kids or work you kind of like shake it off or you just set it down for now and you leave space and you transition out of those And yes, active listening takes effort. Mindful communication is present and it is an active process. There's a reason why the word active is like literally in the phrase, right? And mindful is literally before communication here. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable at times and it's okay. Choose to show up. Choose to show up with curiosity and compassion and love for yourself and the other person. And it gets easier over time as you build those neural pathways, as you build that trust and rapport with the other person. And again, I really want to stress that it's not about perfection. It's about showing up and learning. And as we, if, as we can show up, if we can choose to have these hard conversations and stay present, imagine what we can do. Imagine the change we could help create and foster in this world. If we no longer run from the problems, if we sit in them. And we look across the aisle, we look across the way, we look into another's eyes and say, I'm here, I'm listening. Help me understand. It moves me to tears as I say that out loud and I imagine that. Whether we're talking about politics, we're talking about equal rights, we're talking about systemic racism in our country. So we're talking about global issues of climate change. Can you imagine if we chose to show up and listened more 
Imagine if our leaders did that, how things might be different. And we can do our own part and we can model that for ourselves, one another and our kids. And we can move forward. We can evolve as a species, as humanity, towards more love and light and connection and harmony. As Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. We can, if we choose to show up, if we have our heart forward, if we stay present, and we do the work with grace and compassion. And I'd love to hear how things go for you. I would love to hear if anything comes from this or it inspires you or if you have questions because it's not easy and I'm in it with you. Hard conversations are hard and that's okay. They're supposed to be hard. That tells you that there's something important here, either to you or the other person or our world or the globe, right? If it was easy, it would be no big deal. <laughs> And so how can we choose to have mindful communication and how can we have more hard conversations because that's part of moving forward. Let me know, comment um, on my website or send me an email uh, around what comes up for you with these. I'd love to know if any of this is helpful. Super cool if it is. Um, and if not, I'd love to hear that too, right? We're, we're in it together and we're learning. And if this has been helpful, if, if this resonates on some level for you and you haven't subscribed, click subscribe and come along this journey with me as we're relearning and coming back to what it means to be human and how to be better humans. And by better, it's not in a judgmental way, it's in a way of that actually shows up uh, in ways that are more helpful for ourselves and one another. That's what I mean by better humans. <laughs> and how to be less of an asshole, maybe too, in the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I truly believe that as we are in this soup of shit together, that we're going to come through on the other side more whole, better for it, if we choose to stay present and have these hard conversations. So I'm grateful for you for listening to being in the discomfort, maybe even that came up in this conversation here with me. You're choosing to show up. You chose to listen. And for that, I am grateful. <laughs> and so I will practice these along with you to have these hard conversations and to quote, do better, <laughs> to show up. That's my commitment. Thanks for tuning in to episode eight. Choose to love.